Blog Talk Radio.
There's a hand that makes you want to get up and dance. Well, good evening to you, Mr. and Mrs. America, and all the ships at sea. And also those of you on the uh, Facebook post wondering where I am and dropping comments. I'll, I'll be there shortly. I'm working on something else right now. Um, warm and hearty greetings. You are most welcome indeed to the Berean Bible Chapel Sunday evening service for this Sunday of January in the year of – oh, goodness, I screwed that up. <laughs> this Sunday, um, January 10th in the year of our Lord, Anno Domini, 2021. I'm Dave Horner, your co-host and announcer-type fellow and deacon of Berean Bible Chapel, as which I am so happy to serve. And now please join me in welcoming our, our pastor for this evening's service, your chaplain, your sky pilot, a man who once told me, whatever you do, always give 100%, Dave, unless you're donating blood. Chaplain Bill Herman, everybody, give it up. Hello. <laughs> Hello, beloved. <laughs> Welcome to the broadcast tonight. Mark mark this verse and read it. Mark this verse and read it. Matthew 25:13. Matthew 25:13. All right? That's all I'm going to say right there. Matthew 25:13. I didn't log that. I want to wel- welcome everybody here for us, uh, our time together around God's Word as we uh, are magnifying our Lord Jesus Christ and exalting His name, lifting Him up. We are here uh, gathered together in His name on the authority of God's Word. And uh, this isn't just a blog talk radio broadcast. This is a online chapel service. And mm-hmm. so we are uh, part of an online ministry, which has been in existence for roughly a decade. And we have been uh, watching events unfold as they are unfolding exactly, precisely as God's word says they will. A word of uh, admonishment for all of you. A word of uh, counsel for all of you. A word of uh, recommendation for all of you is that you, today or tomorrow, immediately as quick as possible, go out and and purchase water and food. Mm -hmm. Water and food. All right? I want everybody to keep that in mind. we are uh, we are not unaware of what's going on in this world. We are not going to be caught unawares. And we are trusting our, our Lord. We're trusting in his word. And as long as we're able, we're going to be here for one another. This ministry will function until only the Lord stops it from functioning. And so uh, I want to say that right off the bat. So there's no mistake. There's no uh, apprehension or or anxiety or anything. But please, I mean this, beloved. I mean this with every ounce of uh, fortitude I can muster on this side of eternity. Uh, 
we are here to serve the Lord. Amen. And we're here to, we, and I'm here, and Dave's here, and our deacon, Brian Jones, uh, Brian Mills is here, and uh, the brothers and sisters, we are here to serve one another. We're not to lord over each other. We're not to be uh, lords over each other and all of that kind of stuff. None of that. None of that garbage. That's the world. That's the carnal uh, church. That's the lay of the sins and all of them. Let them have. Let them have their way. Let them go their way. But we are here to serve the Lord. We are here to uh, watch and pray. I'm. 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 If if I could uh, say anything at the outset of this broadcast, it is that you watch and pray. I don't know how else I can say it without getting into a long discourse, which I'm not going to do. Uh-huh. Watch and pray. That's what Christ tells us to do. And so we're, that's what we're doing. Uh, All right. And since it's a two-part admo- admonishment, it's a two-part exhortation, watching and praying, then uh-huh. we are... Uh, I'm, very much serious when I say that we're going to pray right now. We're going to pray. And after we pray, uh, then Dave is going to have the studio. He's going to do uh, some requests that have been asked, and he's going to uh, be playing some hymns. Maybe he'll comment between the hymns. I don't know. But, you know, I just want to – I really want praise, praise, worship, songs, to really be emanating around today, okay? Yeah. We want our we, we don't want to focus on anxiety and apprehension and and get caught up in the spirit of fear and everything and all the rest of it. We're, we're not we're not going there. We're not going to be participating in that. Knocked out. Not now. Not during this time we have together. And so uh, I'm I'm very glad that Dave suggested. Uh, before our broadcast that he had got a request and he was asking, could he play a couple of hymns? I want Dave to play as many hymns as he can up until about, I don't know, 10, 6, 7 to 6. And we're not going to have our usual banter back and forth and all of that. Uh, I really, I really think it's incumbent upon us to, uh, Keep our focus on the Lord, praising the Lord. Keep our focus on uh, why we're here and all of that. You'll hear a message coming up, which is going to be no no surprise to anybody familiar with this ministry. And uh, that's all all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going to elaborate on what the message is. I'll just have you turn to the passage, and we'll get into God's word when it's time for the message. But right now it's time to pray. So, uh, again, remember the admonition at the beginning of this broadcast. All right? I just want to put that out there to the the believers. There's a very good reason for making – there's a very good reason for making those suggestions, okay? Given those admonishments, exhorting you. Not playing around, not playing games, not doing anything of that nature, Okay? And uh, with that said, let's go to prayer. Father God, we're praying for the saints here at Berean Bible Chapel. 
All of us are flawed, frail humans. This side of eternity, Lord, we're struggling with a lot of testings and trials. We, many of us are going through tribulations. Yeah. And some are going through fiery trials, Lord. Some are dealing with physical illnesses. Some are dealing with uh, uh, literally terminal illness. Others are awaiting uh, uh, medical reports. All of us are seeing everything going on, everything that's happened. You are not caught unawares, Lord. You are not surprised, and you don't want us to be caught unaware either. You don't want us to be in surprise either. And so we're trusting you, Lord. We are literally casting all our cares upon you because you do care for us. Yes, sir. We literally literally are, are clinging to faith. We are clinging to Christ. And, Lord, in this world, we will have tribulations. We will have testings, trials. But we know you have overcome the world. And in you, we can overcome the trials. We can get through. You lead us through. You know the territory. You know what's happening. You know, you know things before they happen. You know what's going to happen. And, Lord, uh, we are trusting you. We are trusting your word. Your word is faithful and true for our lives. And we trusting in your word. We are, we are literally stepping out in faith, exercising the faith that you give us. And we know this pleases you because we know without faith it's impossible to please you, Lord. And so we pray for those in our family and friends who need you, who need Christ, who need to come to Christ, who need to uh, repent and trust you, Lord. And we pray for them. And Father God, whatever happens, whatever unfolds, well, we know, we know we're in your hands and we're never going to not be in your hands. That you are with us. You are Emmanuel. We just celebrated your birthday, Lord. We just celebrated your birth. We just, uh, we heard messages about your birth, why you came, what was the purpose, who you are, who we are in you, and all the wonderful things, all the benefits of our salvation. We know we owe everything to you. We owe everything to you, Lord. And in you, we trust. We, we, we truly, uh, we believe, Lord. But more than believing, we trust you. We do. We, we, we cling to you. We, we, we are relying and dependent upon you to give us your spirit and your strength. Because we know it's not by might and it's not in our might. But it's your power and your spirit in us. It's you in us. It's your love and your power and your sound mind that we need in, to face what's going to come and what's going to happen. And no, and no power, Lord, we know this, no power on earth 
is going to stop what's coming. And so we trust you. And we we are here for one another. And you're going to, when you come for us, you're going to find us doing your business, Lord. You're going to find us loving one another. You're going to find us exercising our faith. So that it will be said of Berean Bible Chapel, brothers and sisters in Christ, I came and I found them and they were demonstrating faith on the earth. This is our prayers. This is our heart's desire. That when we face you, you can say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. And we're trusting you, Lord, that we will stand before you, having been counted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, Brother Dave, the studio mic is yours, brother. Well, thank you, sir, and thank you all who are tuned in and listening tonight. I appreciate you being here. Um, seems we've uh, neglected our music ministry a little bit, and as Bill stated, I did have a uh, a uh, request last week. More on that uh, shortly. Uh, but I've got uh, I gotta let you know, guys. This is uh, this is my own personal uh, uh, praise and worship uh, playlist. This is the one that I listen. You know, when when I'm driving in the truck, usually this is what I'm listening to. And I want to share a few with you. And starting, uh, let's have a quick word of prayer. I know we just prayed, but one more. Thanks. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, thank you so much for this opportunity and uh, that we're all here and we're all, we're all happy and we're all uh, mostly doing well. And we thank you for that. And, uh, God, those who are going through fiery trials, we lift them right up to you. And we pray that you love them and tide them over and help them through their their trials, and so they uh, come out shining on the other end, and they say, "Oh yeah, that was worth it." <laughs> and uh, Heavenly Father, uh, it's just uh, we thank you so much for Chaplain Bill. We thank you for his love. We thank you for his dedication. We thank you for his strong Christian principles and his wonderful mind, and his godliness. And we thank you that he gets up on here every week and and delivers a message on your behalf to us. And uh, we never say uh, enough how much we love him, Father, but we really do. And uh, please, Lord, lift him up as well and, and keep him going and uh, equip him with the tools he needs to keep uh, uh, witnessing and preaching for you. And, Lord, uh, we just uh, are happy to be here, and there's no place else we'd rather be, to be honest. And uh, that being said, we love you, and we thank you so much for everything. And it's in your mighty and awesome name we pray. Amen. Now, this... Uh, Little play. Dave, if you can hear me, brother. You uh there he goes. There he is. Yeah, I don't know what that was for. Sorry. Thank you. 
I love that one. This next song is uh, this is this is one that, that it's, it's by Mercy Me, uh, same band that gave us. Uh, um, oh, I just blanked on the title. Um, but but I but anyway, they they have another song that that whenever I feel overcome by the problems of the world or I get bogged down in what's happening in the, in the political landscape or uh, you know uh, there's uh, there's wars and there's rumors of war all over the place. I uh, I usually come be- come back to this song and this suits my nerves and helps me every time and I hope it helps you. This is greater. There it is. Thank you. 
and that was Mercy Me's Greater. And uh, this, uh, as I was introducing that song, and I said they had a much bigger hit, and I was blanking on the name. I know that all of you just in unison all turned to your uh, phone and said, I can only imagine. So it did come to me. It just took me a little while. I promised to do better. Meanwhile, here's Whom Shall I Fear. <laughs>
Good song, that. Um, I also want to uh, do a little shout-out to Kathy Fossant because earlier this week I asked her, um, did she have any uh, suggestions that, that I could use for a devotionals topic? And, boy, how did she gave me some great ones. And uh, I'm not – I'm sure you noticed, Kathy, I'm not doing a devotional this week, but that's not your fault. It is simply um, writer's block on my part. <laughs> and I promise I'm going uh, to get back on that horse and I'll have something for you next week. Um, this is called How Great Is Our God is by Chris Tomlin.
Okay, that was uh, Chris Tomlin with How Great Is Our God. Uh, I want to appreciate y'all putting up with me. I understand Kathy uh, messaged me and said the sound quality is not good. Um, I'm sorry about that. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I've got my uh, phone about five inches away from my Bluetooth speaker. Um, there shouldn't be any trouble because that's how I usually do it. But if y'all are serious, you know, y'all message me if you're, if you're hearing trouble. Let me know what's going on. I'll do my best to I'll see what I can do about it. Um, and now we're going to set the way back machine way, way back. Um, these guys are special to me because uh, their uncle had a farm, uh, a ranch that bordered my grandparents' ranch in Texas, and uh, they're the Statler brothers. And so you'd always run into it. There's a tiny little town called Coleman. You know, well, well, it was back in the 70s. I haven't seen it lately, but it was, a, it was the kind of town where they'd, they'd roll up the sidewalks on a Sunday night and things like that, but... You'd see one of them in his overhauls and straw hat down at the feed and feed, and another one over at the drugstore. They, they were cool guys. They always said hi. They always shook your hand, and uh, they, they were really neat. And so here's Turn Your Radio On after that long introduction. Did that just cut off? What's going on? Nuts, man. Oh, I think yeah, my, my wife. My wife is bugging off. down, man. Say again, Bill. Well, maybe not. I don't dadgum know. Okay, let's. Uh, I'm gonna reboot. This well. Oh, man, is this going to be a habit on this thing now? Uh, darn it. Get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. 
songs of the fathers and the mothers and the many friends gone on before. Turn your radio on. 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 Turn Get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Okay, that one seemed good with the program and but let's if this one cuts off we'll just call it uh this is uh i think this will be the last one i play it's called everlasting goddess by lincoln brewster you may not heard it i sure hope you like it
Okay, Bill, I figured now's a good time to call it. Uh, thank you for letting me do that. That was a truckload of fun, my man. And uh, to everyone else, I hope your difficult technical difficulties weren't too difficult. Uh, it seems like every time we want to try something new on this show, we get something going on. But that's life. Praise the Lord anyway. Um, but, yeah, Bill, uh, tur- I'd like to turn it back to you, please, sir. All righty. I'm going to play two hymns, and when we come back, Dave, I want you to uh, pray as I go into the message, okay? I would love to, sir. All righty. Here's, here's two hymns. The first one, some will recognize. The second one, everybody will recognize. And then Dave <laughs> will pray. But here we go. The first one. you 
Okay, Brother Dave. <clears throat> thank you, Bill. Uh, everybody, let's bow, please. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you uh, uh, so much for uh, having us all here. And as we pause for uh, halftime, so to speak, in our uh, broadcast, and well, since we're pausing for halftime, I'd like to remind everyone that tonight's broadcast is brought to you by the creator of the heavens and the earth, the Alpha and Omega, our sweet and beautiful God, him and him alone. And Lord, I, I humbly ask you to uh, prepare our minds for this, uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me, for this sermon and that you uh, bless our hearts that we may in, ingrain it upon them and it may be a service in times of need. And uh, we, not, again, Lord, just thank you for everybody who's out there and listening, uh, just to bless them so much and those who aren't listening also. Um, and thank you, Jesus, for, for getting another uh, wonderful evening to share your love. And it's in your beautiful, mighty, and wonderful name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Open your Bibles to Hosea, Hosea chapter 10. We're going to talk about a, an unusual prophet who was given an unusual mission, who gave a very unusual uh, exhortation to the people of Israel because God was speaking to him in the middle of everything. And hmm. if at any moment in our lives we need God to speak to us, it's now. And it's now. It's in these hours that we're living, these days that we're living. We have watched, uh, I told everyone, for five years, we have watched things we never thought we would ever see. And mm-hmm. we've seen them. And I keep telling people we haven't seen anything yet. Seriously. True. We haven't seen anything yet. And what is God saying to us? All of you uh, people who are citizens of heaven, whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yes, mm-hmm. you, you share dual citizenship. Mm-hmm. But our citizenship is in heaven And we look to a city Whose builder and maker is God And beloved uh, Brothers and sisters uh, There's something God's saying to us He's been saying it Since the very first day of this uh, Pandemic This pandemic or whatever you want to call it He's uh, been saying it With every person We've lost Everyone who's died and gone, uh, everyone who is uh, gone to be with the Lord, he's he's been saying these things to us, just as he said to Israel long, long ago. And uh, we're in Hosea chapter ten. You you might be saying what 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 chapter of Hosea? Hosea chapter ten. We're only going to look at one verse, and we only need one verse. Uh, to really speak to our hearts here. And uh, we're going to look at it in the context of Hosea's life. Hosea was a prophet. He was a prophet of God, and uh, he was called by God. And God gave him a very unusual marching order. He told Hosea to marry a prostitute. He told Hosea to marry a prostitute. 
someone who was going to be unfaithful to him because Hosea was representing God. He was God's man. And God looked at Israel like a prostitute who was unfaithful to him. And there came a point in time when Hosea, talking the very things God had shown him through this experience with his wife, through it all, Hosea still loved his wife, even though she cheated on him with other men, even though he came to a point, even one point where he disowned her. It was still a spiritual message God was speaking through Hosea to the people of Israel. And here in chapter 10, we read, and you can read the whole chapter. It's only 15 verses long. You can read that whole chapter 10. But when you get down to verse 12, you realize this is not Hosea speaking any further. It's God speaking. And in fact, the entire 15 verses are God speaking, to be really clear. We'll we'll start at verse 1. Israel is an empty vine. He bringeth forth fruit unto himself according to the multitude of his fruit. He hath increased to altars according to the goodness of his land. They have made hence images. Their heart is divided. Now shall they be found faulty. He shall break down their altars. He shall spoil their images. See, they turned to other gods. They, 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 they turned to images and started worshiping images, statues. And then it says, For now they shall say, We have no king, because we fear not the Lord. What then should a king do to us? They have spoken words, swearing falsely, making a covenant. How many... How many People, do you know, who made a promise to God and then broke it? Who uh, even swearing an oath to God? Thus, judgment springs up like hemlock in the furrows of the field. You know, hemlock is a poison. Mm-hmm. You take hemlock, it'll kill you. No oh, doubt. Yeah. But it says it springs up like hemlock in the furrows of the field. What are the furrows? The furrows where the food is growing. Mm-hmm. So God is, is saying that the land's being poisoned because of their sin, is what God is saying. The inhabitants of Samaria shall fear because of the calves of Bethaven, for its people shall mourn over it, and its priests that rejoiced on it for the glory of it, because it is departed from it. In other words, they had all these religious ceremonies, and they were doing all this in this one area, and it was cursed. The place was cursed. That's what he's saying is going to happen to Israel. It shall be also carried unto Assyria for a present to King Jerob Ephraim shall receive shame, and Israel shall be ashamed of his own counsel. As for Samaria, her king is cut off like the foam upon the water. The high places also of Avon, 
the sin of Israel shall be destroyed. The thorn and thistle shall come up on their altars. They shall say to the mountains, cover us, and to the hills, fall on us. It's a, the, uh, that sounds very familiar. That sounds very, very familiar. If you turn over the Revelation, in the book of Revelation, that's what the, the people in the end times are going to be saying to God when judgment falls on the earth. Cover us, and to the hills fall on us. O Israel, thou hast sinned from the days of Gibeah. There they stood, the battle in Gibeah, against the children of iniquity did not overtake them. It is my desire that I should chastise them, and the people shall be gathered against them when they shall bind themselves in their two furrows. There's that word. Where the food is, where the, where the future lies, where everything is. Uh, it's going to be buried. They're going to be bound themselves in their furrows again. In other words, they're connected to their sin. They're connected to the sin. This is this Israel. It's what happened to Israel during Hosea's time, and what is Hosea said was going to happen with Israel. And it says in Ephraim is like a heifer that is taught and loveth to tread out the grain. But I pass over upon her fair neck. I will make Ephraim to ride. Judah shall plow, and Jacob shall break his clods. In other words, they're going to go through everything they can think of, but it's not going to do them no good. Here's the verse we're going to focus on, verse 12. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Are you listening? You wonder what's going to happen after the uh, after the capital was overrun and and everything's happening. We're watching things happen now and unfolding. I've given some admonitions at the beginning of tonight's tonight's service. I hope you take them to heart. I pray you do. They're not given out of coincidence or happenstance. Sow to yourself in righteousness. And you reap in mercy. You know what he's saying? He's saying the only hope you have is righteousness. The only hope you, you we have is is to be righteous. And to be in righteousness before God. Because if we sow in righteousness, we will reap in mercy. He says, sow to yourselves righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. Follow ground is people What's follow ground? What does that mean? Follow ground. It means it means where you are used to walking. It means your whole mindset. What you you've you've been. What have you been trusting in? Who have you been trusting in? A lot of tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people right now are realizing they they trusted Donald Trump to be their savior. Donald Trump isn't their savior. Their savior is Jesus Christ. 
and now we we see what's happening, and we're asking ourselves, and many hundreds of thousands are asking themselves, what what next? What's happening? What's going? What do I do? What do I do? And some are panicking, and some are caught up in the spirit of fear. And I heard from a lot of people, and I did a video, and you're free to watch the video. I praise God it is circulating. But I didn't put the video so it would circulate. I put the video because I had to be obedient to speak my heart. Where's our attention rest? Do you know there are people still saying... Hundreds of thousands are still saying he's going to sit in the White House for the next four years. Mm. They are still saying that right now, today. You see where their focus is. Where is your focus? I don't care about them. I really don't. I care about you. What is God saying to you? Sow to yourselves in righteousness, and you reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time, listen, it is time to seek the Lord. People said, why did you do the video? You talk about praying in the video. It's past time to pray. No, it's not. That's a lie from hell. This is when we should be praying the most. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is when we should be praying the most. This is when we should be breaking up the follow ground. Because mm-hmm. it's time to seek the Lord. Yes, sir. It's time to turn your attention to Jesus Christ. It's time to seek the Lord till he comes and rain righteousness upon you. Break up the follow ground. Let me tell you seven reasons people need to break up the follow ground. Are you listening? Number one. They have a hard heart. Something is hard in your heart, hasn't it? I know God knows who I'm speaking to here in this message. Well, it could be somebody in Berean. It could be somebody, a guest listener. We have a lot of those every week. It could be one of the 87 followers of this of this blog talk broadcast. Did you know that? We have 87 people who listen to this broadcast every week, and they're not even part of Berean. Many of them are not even part of Berean. Maybe it's one one of you. Since the broadcast began, we've had 37,800 so people listen. Could be one of them. I don't know. But God knows who it is. Do you have a hard heart? If you have a hard heart, you need to break up that hard heart. You need to break up that fallow ground. You say, how do I break it up? 
give it to Christ? Yep. Give it to Christ. Mm-hmm. Number two, God's word doesn't penetrate. That's what would happen with Israel. They knew God's word. The prophet told them God's word. God sent one prophet after the other, after the other. And every time God sent a prophet, they wound up being killed or or murdered. But that didn't stop. God's word doesn't penetrate. Why why don't God's word penetrate? Uh, The first reason, the hard heart. But you see, God's word is like a hammer, the Bible says, and it breaks the rocks in twain. Follow ground is is soil that you walk on. It's terra firma that you walk on, but it's filled with 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 uh, brick and and stone and pebbles and 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 roots and and you know. And if you're not careful walking on that ground, you will trip and fall. Follow ground The hard heart God's word doesn't penetrate What's the next one What do you think the next one is Can anybody guess A hollow religious faith Hollow faith you know what a hollow faith is? It's exactly what it says. It's a counterfeit faith. It's 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 somebody who thinks they have faith or religion, a hollow religion or a hollow religious faith. The hollow faith is is it won't stand up. It's hollow. There's nothing inside. Yeah. And when you put pressure on it, it it'll crumble. When you test it, it will fail. When the uh, rubber meets the road, there's no, you won't find any skid marks. Not a one. I'm thinking of a police officer who told me a story one time about a car accident. He said he knew they were speeding. He could tell they were speeding when 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 the car hit the other uh, uh, the other car and and everybody was killed in both cars and and the officer said I, we knew they were speeding and we said how do you know he said there were no skid marks there was no stopping them stopping them Oh, they thought they could stop. They thought they had brakes. They thought, you know, the car says it had brakes. The manufacturer put brakes on the car. But four people went into eternity because there was no stopping them. And in this life, many people go through life and there's no stopping them. He's my savior, and I'm going to defend him, and I'm going to 
I'm going to send money to his organization and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm putting all my trust in him and he's the one I can count on because he cares about me and he cares about everybody. There's no stopping them. They're going to do it anyway, irregardless. And then when they're, when God shows them I'm sorry, that person's not the Savior. He's not the chosen one. Those titles are reserved for my son, God says. And we don't want to hear this message because, oh, you're upsetting the apple cart. You're going to have people send you nasty grams. You're going to have people attacking you. Break up the follow ground. Give up the hard, hard heart. Give the heart to Christ. Let God's word penetrate. Give up that hollow religious faith that, that, that Jesus says it's worse than hot or cold. It's lukewarm. It's fake. It's counterfeit. Jesus says, I, when I think of that kind of faith, I want to throw up. And then, oh, here's the one, the follow ground, the hostile attitude. Who's the hostility directed against? Those who sow in righteousness and reap in mercy. Those who do follow Christ. Those who have given their heart to Christ. Those who let God's word penetrate. Those who give up the hollow religion and get the real thing. You know, those who have have a come to Jesus moment. You know, when you repent and turn and trust Christ. That's where the hostile attitudes and hostile actions and conduct is directed. Because when you give up, when you give up the follow ground, when you when you when you break up the follow ground and you give your heart to Christ and and let God's word penetrate and give up that fake counterfeit faith and get the real thing, that convicts the person who's still walking in disobedience. That convicts their heart. Why do you think people make fun of people who? You know, unsafe people make fun of those who become Christians. Why do you think there's ridicule and persecution? Not it's not because of me, because I trust Christ. So it's you know, let's persecute Bill Herman because he trusts Christ. That isn't why they persecute me. It's because they they are trying to get they're trying to strike out to Jesus, not me. So you have hostile attitudes. Oh, man, hostile to the gospel, hostile to righteousness, hostile to truth, hostile to godliness. And then look, number five, heavy-duty requirements to be moved. It, what does that mean? 
what are you saying? Oh, here's what I'm saying. Breaking up all the ground takes work. Without works is dead. <gasps> there. Bill said it. Chappie said it. You've got some requirements before God. You've got to break up the fallow ground. And that takes heavy-duty requirements. In other words, invest your life in doing it. Take some time and realize what you're doing. Give up that hostile attitude. Break up to follow ground. All of this, everything I'm talking about, if you're, if you're in need of breaking up to follow ground in your life and walk, if, if, you know, if, 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 you're the one, you, if all of this is weighing on your heart, understand something. In God's sight, this is the condition to be feared. We talk about fear. Don't fear not, Jesus says. The word says fear not. God has not given us the spirit of fear. But God recognizes that those who need Christ, it's the condition to be feared because you can go an entire lifetime in need of breaking up the fallow ground, and the fallow ground is never broken up. And you can slip into a lost eternity. And God says, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked. I believe it grieves God's heart every single time a solitary soul finds themselves in hell of their own free will. Slips into a lost eternity because they didn't listen to God's word. They didn't turn to Christ. They ignored Christ. They rejected Christ. Because God sent his own son. Number six, number six, we looked at the heavy-duty requirements to be moved. It takes a lot of work to break up this follow ground. Some people can spend an entire lifetime breaking up the follow ground, but God is being glorified every time they break up that ground, every time they give their heart to Christ, and every time they they let God's word penetrate, and every time they give up that hollow religious faith, that counterfeit faith, and every time they 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 invest the time in doing the heavy duty requirement to break up to follow ground. In other words, I'm not stopping. I'm not doing piecemeal here. I'm not doing a half measure. Number six is hindsight is their vision. Always looking back. Never looking forward. Always living in the past. Always, always looking. You know, that's why Jesus says in, in Luke nine sixty two, anyone who has put their hand at a plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Because if you look back while you're plowing a field, the, you're not seeing if you're going straight. And that in the the ox you're 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 is leading you, it's going to turn sideways and and to the left and to the right and until there's you won't even see a furrow. All you'll see is a 
a zigzag or a circle or, I mean, it'll be, the whole field could be ruined. That's why Jesus says, don't look back. Because if you look back, you're not even fit for the kingdom of God. How many people ruin something they're doing and they just give up? They, they just, they just, oh, I'm not going to even try that. I tried. I, I give up. I'm not going to do it. That's hindsight being vision. That's your vision, hindsight. Try driving a car looking backwards. How's that work out for you? If Dave got in his truck and he backed out of the yard and put it in drive and started to go forward and then turned around and looked back, he would be in that neighbor's garage in, in short order. Or he would be crashing into the house on the other side of the road. We, in, in our vernacular, it's like somebody taking a cell phone and texting while they're driving. I don't care how good you think you can drive and text at the same time. You get on a highway doing about 70 miles an hour and start texting, you're going to find yourself standing in front of God. Or worse, in, in a hospital. Hooked up to life, life uh, 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 tubes. cannot be our vision. We cannot keep looking back. We cannot uh, refuse to look forward. So what's ahead? What's ahead? A lost eternity. How do I deal with that? Satan wants you to look backwards. He wants you to look have hindsight. He wants you to have nothing but hindsight because it's always what I used to have and, 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 and all the things that used to be and all of that. You can't dwell in the past. And number seven. Follow ground. It's only a hint of caring being in evidence. People with who who live on follow ground, who walk on follow ground, who 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 just refuse to change anything. They don't even care. There's no evidence they even care about their soul. There's no evidence they even care about their life. Gotta break up to follow ground. And understand something. This 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 prophecy, sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your follow ground, it, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. It's a promise, but it's also a command. Break up the follow ground. God's speaking. He's telling you. He's giving you a command. And the command is to break up to follow ground. That's it. In other, uh, in other words, bust up the roof. Bust yeah. up the rotten board.
I remember what, what, uh, many years ago. I'm 60, 68. In, in August, I turned 69. I'm pushing hmm. 70, like they say. Hmm. But I remember when I was younger, I worked on a construction company. And we worked at the uh, Medical University of South Carolina. And I was part of a demolition crew. And one morning, I, I remember uh, going, getting to work, and we were there, and we were standing in the shop, you know. And you, every day, you got, a, you got a, uh, uh, a shop meeting where everybody got their work assignments for that day, or sometimes the assignments lasted all week. You knew where you would be every day. You didn't have to go to work and ask, "What do I do today?" It wasn't anything like that. Well, they were they were building the children's hospital down there at the Medical University of South Carolina at the, at, when I was working as a uh, part of the demolition crew. It was it was a job. I was grateful to have a job. I had been laid off from my other job, and uh, I had you know of course I was out had been looking for work and I got the job at Medical University. And I remember standing in the shop and and I asked uh, his name was Mr. Israel. Uh, his first name was Israel, and we called him Mr. Israel. He'd, he'd been there like 20, 30 years, and, you know, he was the guy we went to. He was the guy who watched over all the young young Turks, so to speak, you know. And back then, I was a young Turk. <laughs> and I remember asking Mr. Israel, what are we doing today? And he, he looked at me, he said, we're going to break up some follow ground today. And yes, he was a... Uh, a, a senior uh, black Christian, and he was uh, a hard, very hard worker. I mean, he could have—he was a supervisor, but man, I—he slung the sledgehammers just like the rest of us. And uh, we were there, and we went over there, and he says, "I says, what it, you know, isn't this gonna, I, you know, because I was new, and I, and I says, doesn't this make noise in the hospital?" He said, "Oh, don't worry about that." where we're going, they're not going to hear us. And it turned out the, the area was adjacent to the basic science building where they did all the cadavers and all the autopsies and all of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were there sl- slinging sledgehammers, but, you know, it was only the dead around us. And... and uh, <laughs> I mean, I I was the one tasked with breaking up, busting up the rotten boards, the rotten boards in the wall, and and we they would we would tear it down, and the other guys would come in and rebuild it, and I could go up there a week later, a week and a half later, and it would it was an entire new building, entire new area. Where we're just a week earlier, you know, it was it was nothing but demolition, slam bang, slam bang, you know, and and yeah, you you, you did a workout and everything. There was a pretty good workout you had, and all of the rest of it, and it was you know it was it, it was really eerie standing there blank, slamming those walls down, knowing 
just down the hall from where we were, there was nothing but the dead everywhere laying around. The cadavers, the people who had donated their body for science, for research, and uh, (laughs) for medical research and all of that. But afterwards, when I went back and looked at the job, you know, we had done, you know, it had all been cleared away, the debris had all, we had carted all the debris out, everything. It was like we were never there. Mm. All that was there was the frame left and where they were going to improve and expand and all and do all the rest that they were doing, the job required. And then two weeks later, I, I had the opportunity to go back in that building for another work, and we walked by that area, and it had been finished. And it was it was incredible. The follow ground had been broke up, and it was it was beautiful. It was like, you know, wow, this is a hospital. This is a children's hospital they're building here. And so, yeah. Now, do you see what I'm illustrating here? When you break up the follow ground, God makes all things new. He does. God makes all things new. Every single time. So, it comes down to this. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your follow ground. It's time to seek the Lord till he comes and rain righteousness upon you. What does that mean? It's a choice. It's a choice to be faith. It's a choice. We are all given. God is telling us to break up the follow ground, and those who don't, it's a choice that they face. And the choice is this. Seek the Lord. It's time to seek the Lord. And I urge my brothers and sisters in Christ in Berean. I urge my brothers and sisters in Christ who are guests, brothers and sisters in Christ, people maybe just for the first time hearing this broadcast or for the first time listening to this message, I urge you, in light of everything you see around you, break up the fallow ground in your own life and walk. And understand it (laughs) – Everything is clearly pointing to Bible prophecy, and everything is unfolding exactly like God's Word says. And God is speaking, and he's saying, hey, get this. Break up the follow ground. Break up the follow ground around you. It's time to seek the Lord and let him rain righteousness upon you. It's, it's, in other words, it's not for nothing. Everything you invest, all the work you do, works of righteousness, works in in faith, you know, faith without works is dead. When you put the work in to break up the follow ground, when you draw yourself, say, Lord, draw me closer to you, and you put yourself in that position where God can draw you closer to him, he will do so. And you will be blessed, and he will rain righteousness upon you. His righteousness, his righteousness. That's what this we need in Berean. 
That's what we need. We need to understand. We got, we need to break up the follow ground and remember what who Jesus is and what he did for us. That mm-hmm. our Lord Jesus Christ having taken upon himself our sins and the judgment due to them that Christ is now in glory because he is where he is now because all of them have all of those sins have been atoned for every last sin has been forgiven mm-hmm. where are the where are our sins beloved where are our sins here's the, the truth as far as east from west they are obliterated you can't go back to God and say, uh, God, give me, I, I need my sins back. God's going to say, what sins? Yeah. <laughs> God's going to say, what sins? They've been obliterated. They've been washed away in the blood of Christ. They don't. <laughs> Eternal justice has been wreathed in his blessed brow with a diadem of glory. When you see Christ and you see that crown on his head, understand that crown is there for dying for you. That crown is there for washing away your sin. That glory you see is there because of what Jesus did and what he went through. The glory is there because of his love for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. He's the accomplisher of our redemption. He's the bearer of our sins, thus proven beyond all question or possibility of a question that our sins are all put away out of God's sight forever. And if that's not a good enough reason to break up the follow ground, I don't know what is. Hmm. You know what the crown also means? The crown that Jesus wears when we see Jesus and we see that crown on his head and we see that diadem shining in glory, brighter than any diamond or ruby on the face of the earth. And we see that crown. You know what that means? That means that crown links us in him forever. That's right. And when we and when we find ourselves giving crowns of glory or crowns of faith or crowns of righteousness or crowns of, of faithfulness and we yeah. toss those crowns at Jesus' feet, we'll all be praising God and saying glory to God in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Hallelujah. 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 Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for breaking up the follow ground so I can break up my follow ground. You're here. 
Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the message. May it speak in comfort hearts, Lord. May it really empower and enable those who need to do so to go forth and break up the follow ground. Because that's what you're telling us in these last days, Lord. We're getting ready to go to heaven and be with you, Lord. We're we're going to be with you, Lord. And when we're with you, and we're going to look back and we're going to say, thank you for everything you did. And we'll understand, because we'll have the mind of Christ, and we'll be with Jesus. And we'll look across those those marbled, beautiful pearl diamonds and, and golden streets and, and, and even inside the throne room of God. And we'll look across and see one another standing there and we'll, we'll know it was because of Jesus. And even though many of us have never laid eyes on each other, we're going to know each other because we know him. Because we know Jesus. And we'll recognize each other and we'll hold and hug each other and we'll, we'll be rejoicing and praising him together we will. in glory. We will. And we'll see grandma who's gone ahead of us and our mothers who've gone ahead of us and and we'll see our sisters and brothers in Christ who went ahead of us, and we'll there'll be a reunion like no other reunion. And then we'll and then we'll all gather together at the marriage supper of the Lamb, and we'll oh Lord, it's going to be so glorious. To be in your presence, to be with you, Jesus. Forgive us where we fail you, Lord. Forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. We confess our sins. You're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Bless, Lord. Help us, Lord, to love one another as you loved us. In Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Bill, guess what? What's that, Dave? I also know Mr. Israel. I met him when I was working construction back in 98. And um, he had he was uh, doing, I think he was doing bricklaying. It was something he had to get on his knees a lot. But what he'd done was he had somebody, uh, had a, an insulator glued together, two uh, one-inch pieces of uh, closed-cell neoprene, so he could kneel on that when he was working. Anyway, I happened right. to, to run across it, and I knew he was on the other side of the uh, – he was like on the other side of the construction site, and his uh, knee uh, neoprene was over here. So I grabbed it and I ran it over to him. He's like, "Yeah, thanks. I forgot to tote that." Uh, he says, "I only got two of these. I got this one for work, and I got another one at home. And the one from home, if I took it here, it'd get messed up. The one from work would dirty up the house." And one of the guys uh, looked at Mr. Israel and says, "What do you have one of these at home for, sir?" And Mr. Israel said, "Praying, son. What's wrong with you?" <laughs> <laughs> He's a that great guy. Like he really him. is. Yeah, he's he awesome. Was. I love him. Yep. Yeah, he was a he was a he was an example to everybody, that's for sure. And a legend, yes sir. All right. Absolute legend. 
All right, beloved. We'll go out with the hymn. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you, Dave, for everything. Oh, man, it's been my pleasure 100%. I, God bless everyone listening, and and uh, those of you who ain't joined, come on over to the Facebook page and check us out. And, you know, uh, uh, ask us if you can join and come on in. God bless you all. Have a great night and a great week in Jesus. Amen. God who gave